We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman, and this is the Core. AFR.net is the URL. AFR.net is the URL. We broadcast this uh, audio. We broadcast this show across the country, both on the web and through our 180 FM radio towers across the country that my grandfather founded and built back in the early 90s and 2000s. And so that's where we are on the Internet, on uh, on the FM airwaves across the country, various uh, dial numbers. And uh, you can also download the American Family Radio app on your smartphone or your tablet device. takes you about two minutes, if that, just to go to your app store, type in AFR, click the download button on the American Family Radio app, and you'll have it right there at your convenience. Whenever you would like to listen, you can. And we upload the show online, both on the website and the app, so you can go back and listen to the podcast at your convenience. We are live streaming the video on Facebook. Just go to AFA at the Core show page there on the Facebook, and you can watch the show live, watch the video live there. Well, jumping right into our show, we're going to have my brother Wesley. He'll be in studio with us here in about oh, 15 minutes, and then we'll have another special guest, Anna Morris. She uh, is a teenager, and she actually has her own podcast that we're going to talk about. She's a uh, host a podcast each week about um, how to have a biblical worldview, which is right up the alley of what we do here at American Family Association. So we'll talk to Anna about her work, her podcast, and how she's uh, on the same mission that we're on for the kingdom of Christ. Then we will have Steve Tiber of 8 Days of Hope, president founder of 8 Days of Hope. We'll have him on last segment to talk about their trip, their upcoming trip in April to Laplace, Louisiana, to rebuild homes from the hurricane that came through there uh, just a couple years ago. Uh, Jumping into our scripture for today to get things started, Psalm chapter 14. Psalm chapter 14. I brought us all uh, down to our knees yesterday. (laughs) Well, really, I didn't. The psalmist did. David did. And in return, God did, because this is God's holy word. Psalm chapter 14, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Their deeds are vile. There is no one who does good, says David. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. David goes on to say that all have turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. And uh, we know where good comes from. Good comes from God. And uh, Jesus Christ came to this earth to be the replacement or the propitiation for our sins uh, so that we could have access to eternal life, so that we could have access to the Father. And that was the only way for man, for humanity, to be reunited with God as it was intended to be from the very beginning in the garden in Genesis 
that perfect unity uh, was reestablished through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That was the ultimate, the final sacrifice uh, that now allows you and I uh, to believe in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins as the Son of God, and then in return have eternal life with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and fellow believers as well. Uh, so that uh, is our avenue to goodness. You know, people say, well, how can you be good? You know, uh, everything seems so bad. Well, you can achieve goodness by the power of the Holy Spirit through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's how, as Christians, anything good that comes from us is through the blood of Christ. That is where uh, we are able to honor God with our words, with our deeds, and uh, and with our thoughts. So goodness can be uh, a sought, it can be achieved, but only through the power of God. That's where all things good come from here on this earth and in eternity. You know, we uh, we talk about, um, you know, at times we, we question about all the evil in the world and and, and then you have people who don't believe in God, but they, they call themselves good people. But um, as you and I know, you just look around. I mean, we're all, as I said yesterday, we're all fallen. We all make mistakes. We got this old flesh. Um, but the only, good, the only good that can come from us is through Christ. And we can, we can do deeds that are nice, but ultimately... Uh, none of it adds up without Jesus Christ as our Savior. So that should be our focus uh, for this week and for eternity. Jumping into our stories, we're jumping a lot of places. That's like my fourth time to say that. <laughs> my legs are getting tired. We're jumping all over the place. Moving, moving. I'm, I'm exhausted myself. Yeah, we're accelerating. You know, uh, one quick um, note about the word accelerate or accelerating. I learned in, I think it was English, or maybe we were in like physics or something. I don't remember. But I learned that that accelerating just simply means to move. It doesn't necessarily mean to speed up. I always thought, like, they say, well, uh, that, that, that car is accelerating. I always thought it meant that, the, like, you're putting your foot on the pedal and going faster at a faster rate of speed. But the word accelerate or accelerating just simply means to move one way or another. Uh, so we're going to accelerate to another story. <laughs> Bobby's like, man, this guy takes us everywhere. How can I keep him focused on the topics for today? That train is accelerating <laughs> away from the station. Yes, it is. Very good, Bobby. Thank you for adding to the show. I know we had Bobby here for a reason. All right. Uh, okay, so the story I wanted to touch on briefly, and we're going to have on someone who's much smarter than I later this week, Philip Jaregi with uh, his senior counsel over at AFA Action. Um, right now, the hearing is going on for the Biden Supreme Court nominee. Kantanji Brown Jackson is the name of this, uh, the judge, the federal judge, who has been nominated by the president to fill the vacancy on the Supreme Court. So those hearings are going on right now. Senator Josh Hawley put out a statement late last week on very concerning rulings by Judge Brown as her at her position on a lower court. And he and Senator Hawley went through list by list, and I'm gonna let him speak for himself here in a minute, of cases where this judge, Judge Brown, I'm sorry, Judge Jackson, 
ruled very leniently on 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 child sexual predators and and child pornography assailants. So let's listen. This listen. This is about three minutes. So so hang in with me. Listen closely. This is Senator Hawley at the hearing yesterday laying out the evidence against uh, Judge Jackson uh, as it relates to this topic. Let's listen. Here are, I hope, in the next couple of days, some of the cases from your time on the court, federal district court, that I hope that we can talk about. Let me just run through a few of them so you know exactly which ones I mean. United States versus Hawkins. This was a child pornography case where the defendant distributed multiple images of child porn, possessed dozens more, including videos. The federal sentencing guidelines recommended a sentence of 97 to 121 months in prison. Prosecutors recommended 24 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave the defendant three months in prison. United States versus Chazen, that case the defendant possessed 48 files of child pornography. The federal guidelines recommended 78 to 97 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended the same. Judge Jackson sentenced him to 28 months. United States versus Cooper. There the defendant possessed dozens of images of child pornography, distributed dozens of images of child pornography, possessed over 600. The federal guidelines recommended 151 to 188 months in prison. That's a long time. The prosecutor recommended 72 months. Judge Jackson gave the defendant 60 months, which was the lowest sentence permitted by the law. United States versus Down, that's a case where the defendant distributed 33 graphic images and videos of child sexual assault to an anonymous messaging app, unfortunately a practice that's becoming more common. The federal guidelines recommended 70 to 87 months in prison. Prosecutor recommended 70 months in prison. Judge Jackson sentenced him to only 60 months. Again, that's the lowest level that was permitted by law in that case. United States versus Stewart, the defendant there distributed scores of images of children suffering sexual abuse. The guidelines recommended 97 to 121 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 97 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave him 57 months. In United States versus Sears, the defendant distributed over 100 videos of child pornography. The guidelines recommended 97 to 121 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 97 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave him 71 months. In United States versus Savage, the defendant was convicted of traveling across state lines to engage in sexual intercourse with a child and also possessed six separate thumb drives of child pornography. The guidelines recommended 46 to 57 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 49 months in prison. Judge Jackson sentenced him to 37 months in prison. Now those are seven cases that represent, as near as we can tell, all of Judge Jackson's cases dealing with child pornography from her time on the district court, in which she had some discretion to hand down a sentence. There's some other cases in which the law, she didn't have any discretion, the law bound the sentence that she had to give. And what concerns me, and I've been very candid about this, is that in every case, in each of these seven, Judge Jackson handed down a lenient sentence that was below what the federal guidelines recommended and below what prosecutors requested. And so I think there's a lot to talk about there, and I look forward to talking about it. Now, I will note that some have said that the federal sentencing guidelines are too harsh on child sex crimes, especially child pornography. I've heard that argument a lot in recent days. The chairman quoted someone earlier today who takes that point of view. I'll just be honest. I can't say that I agree with that. There you have it. Seven cases where Judge Jackson 
gave either a minimum sentence or even well below what the prosecutor requested as it relates to child sexual predators. But the left, the Democrats, they, they don't want to talk about this right now. And this is what happens, what did I say a few months ago? This is what happens when you choose someone for a position based on their skin color and based on their genitalia or based on their sex, their biological sex. There's really no other kind of sex. So I shouldn't have to say biological. Based on how God created them, when you, you should not pick someone based on their skin color and their sex. It's kind of like what happened with our vice president. She's a female, and she has a little darker skin than me, so let's pick her. She's a minority. What could go wrong? Well, she's unqualified. That's what can go wrong. Exact same situation with Judge Jackson. Terrible record. Extremely immoral behavior from the bench. And here she is getting getting ready to go on the U.S. Supreme Court. This is horrendous stuff. This is horrendous stuff, and I've got a clip that I'm going to play after the break. But they don't want to talk about this. Uh, Senator Hawley is getting threats. He is being uh, 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 ridiculed to the utmost degree because he dares to bring up the record of the judge. You know, I thought these hearings were where you're supposed to talk about the rulings of said judge. But in this case, Senator Hawley sticks strictly to rulings by the judge. And oh, no, no, we can't talk about that. Only talk about the rulings we like. <laughs> well, if it's Kavanaugh, we can pull out the high school yearbook. Ooh, yeah. We pulled out the high school yearbook. And we even got the FBI to do a do-nothing review of Judge Kavanaugh. All because of the left, the God-haters and the left, they just didn't want Kavanaugh on the bench. Why? Not because he's a bad person or he's a bad judge, but because they don't agree with him ideologically. That's what drove their actions. Judge Jackson should not be on the bench. We'll talk more about this after the break. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. According to the CDC and the Guttmacher Institute, the number one reason women choose abortion is they're not ready for a child. The number two reason, they can't afford a baby. Number three, they don't want any more children. Number four, they don't want to be a single mother. Number five, not mature enough to raise a child. Number six, a baby would interfere with their education or career. Those reasons represent 95% of all abortions. Risk to the mother's physical health represent less than 4% of all abortions. And conception resulting from rape and incest represent less than 1% of all abortions. Abortion is used as birth control. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. 
In an honest moment, have you ever confessed, I completely dropped the ball on that one? While we've all done it, making a practice of dropping the ball might not serve you or your daughter well. In fact, the practice of following up has lost its place in our interactions these days. Be it a never return phone call or text or the mischance for a kind you're welcome, when you follow up with someone, you honor them, their time and their efforts. 1 Corinthians 13 reminds us that love is kind. As a Christ follower, disciple your girl toward the utmost of excellence in all of her interactions. When recognized, this may just provide an open door for her to give God the glory who is the cultivator of her kind, respectful heart. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Judy Goodell and her husband set up a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation. What we love about it is that it represents stewardship principles that we feel strongly about. So we got very, very excited about this opportunity. With a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation, an AFA supporter can guarantee a permanent monthly income, as well as supporting the American Family Association for years to come. We do feel convicted about really praying about all that God has really blessed us with. And so many people we know just want to leave it all to their kids. And we know the danger of that. And so we just are really just trying to pray through it. And God gave us great confirmation as we prayed that this would be a good use of the Lord's money. Find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you at 800-326-4543, extension 345, or email foundation at afa.net. AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core. Putting a bow on the topic we talked about last segment as it relates to Judge Jackson and her hearing before the U.S. Senate, we heard Senator Hawley present the seven cases that were of extreme concern as it relates to child sexual predators. And um, so that, that was Senator Hawley. Well, you know, I talked about how the left doesn't want to hear about this in these rulings, and people are probably thinking, well, Walker, who has said they don't want to hear that? <laughs> well, uh, let's listen to MSNBC. This is their take on Senator Hawley daring to bring up the rulings. Clip one. I, I don't want to let the Josh Hawley thing lie because here's, you know, like, here's where I need the Democrats to step up because when they try to smear her, I need the Democrats to get up there and defend her just as vociferously as Lindsey Graham defended alleged attempted rapist Brett Kavanaugh. Like, I need that level of energy from the Democrats, especially when they come at her with this with this trumped up um, uh, alleged issues about uh, her sentencing on uh, for, for sex offenders. Um, because what Josh Hawley is doing, let's be, let's be very clear. What Josh Hawley is doing when he tries to do this um, is he's trying to get her killed. He is trying to get violence done against a Supreme Court nominee. And we know this because when these people go off making their ridiculous claims about child pornography, we know that there, some of their people show up violently um, to, to do stuff, as happened to the New Hampshire pizza parlor. <laughs> it was actually D.C., yeah, the DC. Yeah, good point, Bobby. But facts don't matter, Bobby. Um, the that was MSNBC commentator 
saying that if Judge, uh, if Senator Hawley dares to question or bring up Judge Jackson's previous rulings, her court, federal court rulings, then he's, quote, trying to get her killed. So we can't even talk about it. Talk about ultimate gaslighting. That's what it is right there. Wesley Wildman in studio with me. Wesley, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. And we have a solution for that nonsense media uh, fake news. What do you got? We're going to get into it today. I'm excited. <laughs> We're going to switch hard gears here. And I want to talk a little bit about a friend uh, a, a friend that came by the office the other day. Um, she came by with her uh, parents who were touring around the facility here at AFA on a road trip, I believe. And while she was here, she like, we meet families all the time that come by. I enjoy getting to talk to them. Uh, uh, most all of them are either connected or listen to AFR, AFA regularly. And that was the same with this situation. And in the middle of our conversation, I asked her, what did she do? Um, and she went on to say that she was in school. And then, of course, she is also podcasting. I thought, well, okay, well, uh, you know, we, we do a lot of radio and podcasts here. So let me grab your card. And I grabbed her card. And uh, immediately that day, I went to check her out her podcast. And I was absolutely blown away at the attention to detail, the conversation, the topics that she had, the guests that she had on, and her intentions behind her podcasting and I was just blown away and then to top all things she's 15 years old mm, 15 excellent. years old so I've invited her to come on and there's a couple things we'll get to I want to interview her today and her name is An Anna Morris her name is Anna Morris Anna thank you and welcome to the program Hi, I'm excited to be with you guys. Thank you for having me. We're glad to have you on, and I set you up pretty good here, so <laughs> don't, don't let us down. Don't let us down. No, no thank you. Yes. Hey, uh, real quick, before we get into a couple of the topics and uh, we discuss your podcasting, would you tell our audience the name of the podcast that you have and where people can find it? And then we'll do this again at the end of the program, because I know that you're going to have a lot of people in our audience interested, because, as Walker was mentioning through that video, there's a lot of, uh, obviously, fake news, uh, misinformation out there. And what I have found on your podcast and your content, it is spot on. It's great content. And on top of that, we have tons and tons of, of our listening audience in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And you bring a tremendous amount of fresh air to the Christian conservative mu uh, movement. And I'm glad to have you on. So, again, tell people real quick about the name of your podcast and where they can find it. Yes, thank you so much for um, the introduction. I appreciate it. And the name of my podcast is called The Wake Up Conservative, and you can find it on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So That's wonderful. And you were obviously inspired through the 2020 lockdowns as you were being, a, as you were home, being homeschooled. You were inspired by the 2020 lockdowns to begin a podcast and they range from 15 to 40 minutes, just a variation depending on your guest and the topic. You've covered things like what happens when a government turns socialist, and you had a guest on that had a great uh, expert there. You talked about you've had a couple podcasts on Ukraine and Russia and the tension there. You're a huge, huge uh, advocate of the pro-life movement. You've also discussed tyrannical uh, vaccines. All these things are many of the topics we've discussed, and I want to get to your most recent podcast, but before we get there... Tell our audience a little bit about what inspired you to even begin a podcast back in 2020. Yes, so I posted my first episode of March of 2021. And if we look at the timeline of what the pandemic really looked like, 
that was about a year after when the pandemic started. And so I my first episode was on the border crisis, and I thought that would be a great way to tell what the world had been experiencing for a year now and really talk about what issues were going on because of it. And so that was my first episode. And I really um, attribute a lot of my pro-life views to actually being adopted. And it has had a tremendous amount of inspiration when I get to talk to others about being adopted in the foster care system when it relates back to the pro-life movement. Wow. Amen. I had no idea about that. I'm still learning a lot about you through your podcast and, uh, of course, reading a little bit of your bio as we as I clicked on your podcast. I'm so glad that you were able to come on. I did not know that. Well, that's wonderful to know. <laughs> I had the opportunity to coach a, a baseball team here in town and have a child that I coach that's been adopted as well. And that's a beautiful reminder of both the gospel and also um, uh, another alternative to um, – to, um, uh, other, are you talking about other things you could be doing? Right. Be doing worthwhile things. So. Yeah, exactly. So, Anna, sports. all right, now, so uh, tell us a little bit now about your most recent podcast that you had, because as we were talking on the phone in preparation for the show, you were extremely passionate about the most recent topic that you had. And I just want to say you do a wonderful job on these podcasts because what I notice is you spend about uh, about 10 to 14 days before you uh, release a podcast with your homeschooling and other activities you want to make sure that you're very intentional about the things that you say in your podcast. And so this most recent one was no different. So what was the most recent topic you talked about on your podcast? Yes. So the most recent one was about the new Pixar Disney movie called Turning Red. And I wanted to bring a light to it because I do have a younger brother. He's 11. And I knew that kids his age, as well as him, would be watching things off of Disney Plus or Netflix or any of those um, ways to watch movies or TV shows. And so I was interested in it because I saw that either side of the aisle, either left or right, was talking about it, and I was interested in it. So I decided to watch the movie um, to get a bigger perspective on what it was talking about, why people on the right were um, upset, and I really did see why parents were taking a stand on this. And it was because there were things like witchcraft that does go against the Bible. We know in Deuteronomy that God talks strongly about not getting into witchcraft, that it's dangerous. And so there was that, there was um, topics about she's 13, the girl in the movie, the main character, she's 13 and she believes that she can make decisions for herself. And so we're seeing that in our culture today where kids are deciding things that could have detrimental effects on the mm-hmm. rest of their life and yeah. it was encouraging that and so i really wanted to talk about that Anna, i've got to ask i'm interested <clears throat> back to your uh your uh originating the podcast beginning the podcast um how did you just kind of figure it out yourself was it like a diy hey let me order a microphone or or did someone <laughs> kind of shepherd you along in the process <laughs> how did that all work out um yeah, so it, it is such a process, and whenever I'm talking to someone, I'm actually talking to someone right now about it, it's it's where God is leading you to. And so I felt like I was called to talk about something, and Ali Beth Stuckey, she does the Relatable podcast. Yeah. I was so inspired by her that I was like, maybe I could do something like her. Sure. And so it started without a microphone, um, mm-hmm. and I just did it off my phone, and the way I 
pretty much grew it was through social media, through learning how to market. And I was publishing these episodes, learning how to share Spotify to Instagram, how to do these small little things. And then that's when it started to grow, when I started to make connections. And then also it grew bigger where I did get a microphone and it has been such an amazing experience. I've listened, this is Wesley here. I've listened to several of your episodes and the only uh, thing that bothers me is that people like you are going to take my job one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, to- I'm totally doing Anna coming good. in uh, yeah. to replace Wesley yeah. on the core. You, your, your <laughs> podcasts are superb. Uh, and not to Thank mention, and this, and that's just across all podcasts. Okay. Not to mention at all the fact that you're 15. Mm-hmm. So what I want to challenge you with, and then we, if you want to add some more to the most recent podcast you talked about, you can, but what I want to mm-hmm. add, uh, encourage you with is to, don't lose the quality in the in the idea of trying to get quantity because the quality of what you're doing mm-hmm. is what I believe is going to draw and hold a lot of the uh, people, um, young adults especially. Um, we've got a lot of uh, parents and grandparents to listen here, but um, we'd love to have you on again. And you, 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 what you're doing is great. So tell us one more time where you can find. Thank you. What you're doing. You're more than welcome. Yeah. Uh, tell us again where we can find your podcast because I'm encouraging young adults, uh, uh, pastors. Yeah, youth pastors and parents to go check this out. Yes, so I am on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere. You can look me up on uh, Safari or Google, and if you wait, if you look up the Wake Up Conservative, I should pop up. And um, please check it out. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey Anna, one one promise I'll make you, and I don't make many that I can't keep. Um, if, <laughs> if for some reason you get canceled from the platforms <laughs> yeah. because of your viewpoint, we'll be glad to host your podcast on AFR. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. Good point. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That get, is something that we have encountered was that with the socialist podcast, um, mm. I did get a notification that said, be careful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, you did. Okay. Was, so, yeah. Be careful, that. Anna. Don't yeah. share the truth. Yeah. <laughs> big leagues. Yeah. yeah. I was, a, I was a, just a couple minutes into that particular episode be, before I walked over to do the program with you. What was it? Uh, so, so you got a notification that said, you know, heads up, watch out what you're saying here. Was it anything in particular? Most of the time they're very ambiguous. That's what we've been noticing. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, so yours was so, ambiguous um, as well. Yes, it was ambiguous. It was also very cloudy of what they were looking for to <laughs> cancel me on. So um, it was something where I am aware that they said it, but I honestly am still going to be talking about whatever comes to mind. I want to share the truth. That's my ultimate goal. And so they can keep saying that, and I might be canceled, but it will be totally worth it. <laughs> uh, and, 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 it'll, and it'll make you be on AFR after Yeah, that. exactly. So, uh, Amen. Do, yeah. What you, do what you can to be canceled, Anna, and we'll, we'll be talking to you soon. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, that was Anna Morris with the Wake Up Conservative. She's got her own podcast. You can find it on various platforms. Uh, Wesley, very encouraged to have young Christians go ahead and getting their voice out there and sharing some wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's the expense of somebody taking my job. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, on a serious note, I mean, she's phenomenal. She's superb. I'm glad she's doing what she's doing. It's so ironic. Um, it's a God thing that, that just a couple weeks ago, her parents brought her by and her brother and their whole family by the studios here to visit. And I just happened to get to cross paths there. And, you know, I get a lot of things uh, across my desk. And so I get to the, the best I can of what I do. 
I just so happened to flip that one on, and my word, I was just blown away. Mm. So I'm glad that she's doing what she's doing. You know, Walker, it's so it's such a reminder for us here in what we do on a day-to-day task and for those that are listening to AFR on a daily basis um, that when, as we cover the difficult things, to, I mentioned before uh, often to not grow weary and doing good because in due time we'll reap if we don't give up. That's the book of Galatians. Uh, God reminds us there in uh, chapter 6 not to give up, mm. but we'll, we'll reap if we don't give up. Um, she and others like her are a good reminder for us to have been in this battle and been in this uh, um, as we've been occupying our time, occupying yeah. our spot. She's a good reminder not to give up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we need young uh, believers uh, that can be raised up and to be leaders of the future. And I'm, I'm very optimistic, Wesley. Um, I know there are, uh, we can find our, our fair share of uh, negative headlines sure. and, and, and where our culture seems to have been trending for the past few decades. But uh, there is a remnant out there, mm-hmm. and we have to keep as parents, first and foremost, and you talk about this often, Wesley, but as parents— we have to continue discipling and raising our children in godliness mm. so that we can have Annas. Yes. We can have Bennett's, that's your son's yeah. name. We can have young people that in 10, 15, 20 years, they can be business leaders, they can be pastors, uh, they can be you know, congressmen, congresswomen, you, all across the board, uh, because um, we've got to keep fighting. Scripture calls us to faithfulness no matter our circumstance. Yeah, and we have to, in addition to that, go beyond just uh, evangelizing our children, but also the word you to use is discipling our children to be able to be equipped, to be able to answer the, what I would call the difficult questions. Now, as you grow in your faith and you're sanctified, it does not, it does it, it's not as difficult as it was at the beginning. Yeah. But as you're being discipled and you're growing your faith, there are difficult questions as Christians that we have to be able to answer. And I'm so glad that her parents adopted her and discipled her mm. beyond just evangelism point to the point where she can speak from a biblical perspective on the border. Yes. And do so. And, so. and American Family Association is not only providing online resources on our resource center and our streaming platform, but we're also having an annual conference. Yeah to train families on how to have a biblical worldview. MarriageFamilyLife.net is the website for the conference. MarriageFamilyLife.net is July 7th through 9. Go there and register. Be back in just a few minutes. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. 
Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. I know we're all praying for Ukraine, and Eastern Europe is a part of the world where Bible League has a very strong presence. In nearby Albania, Pastor Ephraim is preaching away one Sunday. There's a ruckus at the door. Who is it? Twenty militant Muslims. They storm the pulpit, drag this man down the aisle. His family, many in the church who are new converts, are just horrified. They take this man to the front lawn where they beat him nearly to death. You know what his crime is? Very simply, that he has been patiently and winsomely sharing Christ with Muslims and atheists and they are coming to place their faith in Jesus Christ. But the leaders in those uh, movements are not happy. You know when I ask him, how can we pray for you, brother? He did not say, pray for an end to our suffering. He says, pray that we'll see those around us as the mission field and more will come to Christ. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20 to Eastern Europe today. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. 800 yes word or give it sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. Org. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core on American Family Radio. Well, we always have great guests, and it's not because of me. It's because my producer, Bobby, Bobby Rosa, always is sure to line up our guest for the show. So kudos to Bobby and jumping to the line we have on with us, a friend of the ministry, someone who's been on the core before, Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. Hey, Steve, welcome back to the core. Yeah, brother. Hey, thank you so much for having me and appreciate um, been enjoying your show today. So thank you. Thank you, Steve, uh, for the compliment there. And I know, Steve, you guys, uh, it's really hard to really get eight days of hope to do much. You guys just kind of like to keep it low key and, you know, sit, sit back and sip some coffee every morning. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. You guys are like a hundred miles an hour every day, 365 days a year, because the work you do is so critical to families uh, and individuals around this country. Tell uh, Give our audience uh, a brief overview of some of your work, and then we'll jump down and talk about Laplace. You know, uh, Walker, um, 17 years ago, right after Hurricane Katrina, when my dad and I thought we uh, we had a great idea, we were going to go help somebody rebuild their house after Hurricane Katrina, never in a million years realizing what we were saying yes to. But that's who our God is. God continues to move through the 55,000 volunteers with 8 Days of Hope who served with us as we help people after natural disasters. I mean, today, of course, you know, we're watching the news and we're watching the map and, you know, wondering, are we going to get a phone call that we need to go somewhere tonight or tomorrow? But, you know, in three weeks, we know where we're going to be. We're going to be in Laplace, Louisiana, 
If you remember, on August 29th, the 16th year anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Ida slammed in the close of, of Louisiana. And God has given us an, a, an opportunity to go love and serve families in need. It's that simple. Mm. So already today, we're almost at 1,000 volunteers that will be traveling with us Easter week from April 9th to April 16th, providing the food and lodging. And during this week, during eight days, uh, the goal is simply to help 150 families or more rebuild their homes, sharing the gospel, loving on families who are still living in cars, they're living in tents. Um, I met someone a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, the roof is leaking. They have no power. They have no monies. Uh, and they're sleeping in their car every single night. And they go to a, a workout gym and they take a shower once a day. But, um, you know, we're, we're excited to go. It will be our 17th rebuilding trip. So between that, natural disasters, and our safe house arm, uh, where we help ministries build facilities for women and children rescued from sex trafficking, we've been very busy with natural disasters and human disasters. So mm. a lot going on, Brother Walker, and you're right. We do not slow down. Amen. Hey, Steve, one, uh, one, just to compliment your ministry um, and, and other, other Christian ministries, you know, the, the efficiency and the lack of waste is phenomenal. And I, I say this often, private entities, private charities and ministries often can do so much more in such a, in such a more efficient manner than some of these massive NGOs or even these governmental agencies. Uh, so that's just, this is so critical. And tell our audience, what, how do you guys operate? I mean, we know you're a nonprofit, but how do you guys operate as far as who's in charge, how many kind of yeah. divisions and how do things flow sure. each day? So I'm the founder and I'm the president and CEO. I left the corporate world four years ago after leading a building material corporation and 80s Hope for 13 years as a volunteer. Uh, we have 15 partners, including American Family Radio, and because of their generosity, they in essence cover all of our fixed costs. So if you're out there and you're a businesswoman or businessman listening to today's show or someone who's aspiring to be a business person, um, What's really neat about 80s Hope is that no matter if we go to 10 disasters this year and build four safe houses for children rescued from trafficking, or we double that, we know that our, our, our fixed costs are covered. And so when someone donates to the ministry, it's 100% passed through. And so you know, we, we have done about $55 million of work. We've never charged anybody a penny. Mm. We've done rebuilding, I think, in about 13 different states. Uh, we are based in Mississippi. Uh, we have five staff members, but... We have 180 volunteer leaders, and they've been properly trained on how to lead hundreds of volunteers or thousands of volunteers at one time. God's blessed us with some amazing equipment. Uh, we're probably, doesn't make us any extra special, but I don't know of any other ministry in America that takes heavy equipment after disasters and lets their volunteer leaders use it. Mm. But we have bobcats and bucket trucks and hundreds of chainsaws, and again, if we're needed a deployed to Texas or Mississippi uh, or New York or Illinois, we can be there in a minute's notice. So we are, we are lean. We're ECFA certified and we get an independent audit. And um, I'll tell you what, I just can't believe, I was telling someone at lunch today, I can't believe God has given me a chance to be on the front row to watch him move time and time again. Mm. And, and I, I tell you, it, it is amazing to see God move. You know, we During this pandemic, it's been a little bit interesting to do what we do. But I know April 9th to April 16th, Eight Days of Hope will be in Laplace, Louisiana. I'm thinking we're going to have 2,000 people there mm. from every state in the country, different denominations, the church being the church, 
loving and serving and sharing the gospel through their actions. Folks, if you want to maximize your time and energy, you can do three things for Steve and his team. You can pray for their team, pray that the Holy Spirit directs them. You can volunteer to go and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And thirdly, you can donate to offset all of their building material costs and everything that goes into rebuilding 150 homes. Uh, Steve, uh, last word, and then we'll let you go. You know, we're uh, we're really excited. Uh, not excited that, that we're needed, but our safe house ministry is, is really exploding in a good way. Um, in the next three months, we're going to be partnering with two organizations in Tennessee, one called Scarlet Rope, and we're going to build Tim Tebow, uh, his first safe house in America in Tennessee. And so if you're skilled at your handyman, handywoman, or your skilled professional contractor, join us because that's the one arm that you do need to be skilled no matter what. But mm. you can email us at safehouse at 8dayshope.com uh, or, or just reach out to us. But thank you, Walker. Pray, 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 pray. We are praying for great weather. We're praying for the 150 families that they see Jesus in us. We're praying for safety. And again, if you're listening today, you can volunteer. It's free. We provide food and lodging. We have all the tools. You don't have to be a professional. Go to 8daysofhope.com. All right, Steve. God bless you, brother. Uh, Stay strong and keep up the good work. Thank you, Walker. Thanks for having me. And say hi to everyone there, please. I will, and we'll see you hopefully in Tupelo in the next few months. All right, brother. God bless you. All right. Thank you. That's uh, Steve Tiber with uh, 8 Days of Hope. And uh, we've been partnering with them from the very beginning, 2005, 2006, Hurricane Katrina. Uh, American Family Radio has been partnering with um, Eight Days of Hope since then. And it's amazing how many ministries have been birthed through partnership with my grandfather and with American Family Association and American Family Radio. Um, not not to to claim credit for them, but just to see how God brings about people like Steve Tiber and his dad with these, God plants these seeds, these ideas. Steve and his dad are faithful. They're obedient. And uh, before you know it, uh, that's been turned into a multi-million dollar ministry that brings relief to families all across the country. And there are stories like Steve's, uh, probably 10 or 12 of them, uh, where American Family Association has been partnered with or has partnered with and been a part of uh, some very, very special ministries being birthed around the country um, and all through um, the power of God. That's the only way you can explain uh, the type of impact and work that these ministries are doing. Jumping back in to some of the topics for today, some of the show, uh, 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 topics that I wanted to get to before we wrap up the show, the... Um, situation, I came across this clip last night, and it was Donald Trump. This was leading up to, it was either in the very uh, days leading up to the to the 2016 election, or this interview took place right after. I couldn't find a specific date stamp on it, but it was, this will give you a little reference. It was Donald Trump on the O'Reilly Factor on Fox News, and O'Reilly sat down with Donald Trump talking about some uh, his view of foreign policy and America's uh, stances on the issues and on different countries around the world. And, and, and Donald Trump, the former president, made a statement about America and her leaders and how we're not all innocent and, and, and pure when it comes to war 
and the actions that we've taken around the world. Let's listen to clip five, Donald Trump and Bill O'Reilly. Will I get along with him? I have no idea. He's a killer, though. Putin's a killer. A lot of killers. We've got a lot of killers. Well, you think our country's so innocent? You think our country's so innocent? I don't know of any government leaders that are killers. Well, take a look at what we've done, too. We've made a lot of mistakes. I've been against the war in Iraq from the beginning. Mistakes are different, then. A lot of mistakes, okay, but a lot of people were killed. So a lot of killers around. Well, there you have it. And as uncomfortable as that is to think about our country, there's some truth there. There's some truth there. And, and, And there are some people that are waking up to this reality that just because the United States government does something doesn't make it right. Even though our country was founded on biblical truths, on Judeo-Christian values, um, and we've had good, we, we've had some very good leaders of our country throughout the past 240 or 50 uh, uh, odd years, but um, everything we do is not right. Not everything we do is right. Not everything we do is appropriate or moral. Um, and that's important to recognize just like I said about our own personal lives out of Psalm 14. Um, we have to have humility as a country to understand that just just because the United States government has done it in the past doesn't make it right. And uh, and, and you can look through the history books and find examples of that. Uh, do we want America to be right? Absolutely. Do we want America to make good decisions that we can stand by as citizens proudly? Absolutely. That's, that, that's the goal. Um, but we've had leaders who make terrible decisions in the past, I mean, we went into uh, we went into Iraq supposedly because there was weapons of mass destruction, and we get in there and we don't find any. So, and then, well, well, we had bad intelligence. Well, really, did we have bad intelligence? We got the best intelligence agencies in the world in 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 in, in, in history, um, and, and and we just didn't know if we had WMDs in Iraq. Really, I mean, it's just astonishing to even fathom that we could possibly get that wrong. I mean, either you got the evidence or you don't. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Either you have the evidence on WMDs in Iraq or you don't. And if you don't, then you don't invade the country thinking you might find them. And then if you don't, you just say, oops, our bad. Um, That's just not how our our foreign policy should work. And then we had the, on a a smaller level, we had the situation, uh, the debacle of Afghanistan, I mean, you talk about a disaster, and, and, and the, the, the reality is, is that some of these places that America has invaded, and for whether for just cause or not, just because we go in somewhere doesn't mean we leave it better. And of course, that's always the goal, leave it better than you, you found it. But that doesn't always happen. That doesn't always happen. And um, we... The U.S. military, as as we were drawing withdrawing out of Afghanistan several months ago, in in chaotic fashion, by the way, uh, that that should still be people should be fired for that. Like, where are the generals and the logistics personnel that are fired because they completely blundered the Afghanistan thing? And if it all falls back to Biden, well, then he should be impeached. But that was a terrible situation. It did not have to go down that way. I was 100% in favor of getting out of that place. But that doesn't mean we have to to abandon strategic points 
of exfil, if you want to use a military term, or strategic points of exit, we abandon all those and put our military personnel, and this is why, tragically, 13 Marines and uh, were killed outside the airport. But we, 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 we did this to ourselves in the sense that we put ourselves in a position where all we had was that little airport in the heart of a city, which from a military standpoint is hard to defend. You've got innocent civilians all over the place. And then you've got the Taliban and ISIS members in the crowd. So that was a terrible strategic decision. But the reason I bring this up is we bombed, we droned, several children and a couple adults thinking we were hitting a military target and it was not a military target at all and uh, the the pentagon first they came out and they lied to us and that's probably the most egregious part of it all remember the military generals that came out at the pentagon at the podium and said it was a righteous strike is what they said it was a justified strike. They, 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 they droned a vehicle outside of the airport in Kabul, killed kids and a couple adults, none of which were terrorists. And the generals come out. They know better, folks. They've got first-hand account of the intelligence. And they say over and over again, it was a righteous strike. It was a righteous strike. Well, as it turns out, it wasn't. It was a terrible strike. It should have never happened. And now kids and a couple innocent adults are dead. So America has to do a little self-reflection. And we can't be making terrible, tragic, deathly blunders like that on the world stage and expect respect from citizens around the world. AFA at the core. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.